Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and for the first time in three weeks, I am joined fresh from Japan. It's Luke Owen! Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Although it's actually two weeks. I've only been gone for two weeks. Oh, it felt like three. <laughs> no, I've been gone yeah, for a fortnight that I was away for. Um, so I've missed quite a bit of wrestling. <laughs> I've, 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 I've missed a lot of wrestling. There were parts like I would, you know, because a lot has gone down. Oh, yeah. And like big stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah. And it would go down and I'd, you know, make the video and write the script and then do a podcast about it. And then I'd think, how the hell am I going to explain this to Luke? <laughs> <laughs> like just the, like all the Saudi Arabia stuff. Yeah. And like, because I, I, this has been one of the few holidays where I actually have been actively keeping up on things mm. because I have had some time alone. I've been in my hotel room while we've been getting ready to go out or before we're going out for the evening. Um, and particularly while I was in Hong Kong as well, and we were just sort of relaxing by the pool. So I have been actually able to not watch every video, but I have been able to listen to podcasts. And I particularly kept up on all of the Saudi Arabia stuff. Yeah. Because I found that to be like, quite the story and then seth rollins making himself look even less cool than he already was his rah-rah speech and then like targeting dave Meltzer and and Mm. things like that i found the whole thing very very interesting with all that said though do you know what the thing i was like i don't think luke i think luke's genuinely missed out here because it's he's never going to be able to realize what's happened and that is for two weeks 
Sinkara had a random lady luchador partner. Yeah, so that, for my money, more or less may have well never happened. Like, it was mentioned briefly on today's episode of Raw, and that was it. And now he's going. Yeah, it happened the the Monday after you left, and then she turned up and had a full match the week after, and now she's disappeared. I feel like a guy who's like, no, it honestly did happen. And you're like, well, where is she? I'm like, I don't know. You've just got to take my word for it. There's no evidence of her being here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, how have things been oh, in, on, in this place? It's been, you know, fine. I want to hear about Japan. Oh, man. An amazing. Des. Oh, sorry. You didn't get a bit, bit Japanese. of Japanese. That is, I love it. Oh, well, I, and absolutely I did love it. Can I tell you one of my favorite stories from, uh, this place though? Sorry, we're out of time. <laughs> um, so let me actually just quickly find, um, the correct name for it. Cause I only know the sort of colloquial name. Oh, Bukaki. Is that, is that what you're looking uh, for? If you just sort of feel for I time for search a second. That. Uh, well, I, I might as well have been in Japan because I devoured all four episodes of Queer Eye in Japan. <gasps> oh, we didn't actually watch it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It, it's weird because the first 15 minutes of the, episode, of the first episode, you're like, they've made an error because there is a language barrier here and all those lovely emotional connections that usually happen are going through a translator back to them. But Netflix do a brilliant job cutting all of that admin out. Mm-hmm. But I felt in those first first 15 minutes, it was hindering the connections. But then it just clicked into place and it was awesome. It just works. They make it work. Jonathan has released a book <gasps> that my lady partner has already listened to. Yeah. He has lived a life. Yeah. He's been addicted to meth. Whoa. He's been in and out of drug rehab. He was a male prostitute. No way. Everything. And he's come out the other side of it as this wonderful human being. An incredible human being yeah. he is. Yeah. Just, uh, I can't wait to listen to it. Oh. He, he narrates it all as well. My lady partner said, it was too much for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but then, just like, the, it just clicks. Yeah. It's okay. But yeah, you, t- you talk about Japan. So, um... Omaidi Yokocho, um, which is colloquially known as Piss Alley, mm. is in Shinjuku, which has already got like the Golden Guy Alley, which is like or the Golden Guy Alleys, which are basically just very small pubs and sort of bars, or essentially just like the bar itself, and you can get six people in there maybe wow. sort of per bar. And walking down. Um, Golden Guy is very interesting because a lot. Some of them are like members only. Some of them specifically say like no tourists um, or like you know Japanese only or something along those lines. Other them are like tourist friendly, happy hours of this, that, and the other. Uh, and we did go into uh, a Golden Guy uh, bar, and it was so so cool. It was absolutely amazing because you ended up just chatting to the uh, you know the, the person behind the bar while uh, my wife drank some lovely plum sake. Love sake. I I had some sake while I was in Kyoto. We went to this ramen restaurant, which I highly recommend as well if you ever go, which is a fantastic bowl of ramen. Um, but it's I can get on with sake. I found like it was drinking like spirits neat. Mm. That's what it really – it doesn't taste like drinking wine, which is what it, they say it is. It tastes like drinking gin neat. It's an interim thing, isn't it? Because it is – I think it's like 18% usually, alcohol concentration. Wine's around 12, 13. Yeah. So it is, it is a bit closer to a spirit than a it's wine. It's got a burn to it. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Did you have it warm or cold? Cold. 
because yeah. in this ramen place, um, if you drank from, if you got sake with them, you got to keep the glass. Oh, so nice. we got two really cool glasses. Oh, you didn't drink it out the little wooden square? No, no, we didn't. I uh, didn't do that, unfortunately. But anyway, so we're in this, um, uh, in, in this other one, which is colloquially known as Piss Alley, which is right. like, it's, it's also in Shinjuku, and, um, but it's, uh, by the bridge. And we were all going down there, and it's more food-based. So there's a lot of people just doing like street meat and street veg and things like that. I don't like that this is called Piss Alley, <laughs> and you're talking about food prep. But you can get like drinks and stuff as well. Okay. And so we just and you again, it's all like open-fronted. So you just walk up and just plonk a seat. You can get around six, eight people per uh, place to go there. So we sat down and we were having some uh, some veggies with there. They were grilling some like peppers and mushrooms and corn and and this amazing, amazing like platter of meat, uh, platter of food. They would just cook it and then. Just hand it to you and you get a beer and then at the end of it you'd be like i'm done and they'll be like da, 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 however much it is and you pay them while i'm there i'm using chopsticks because i'm cultured you see and i'm using those chopsticks and i'm eating it and we're sat next to this old japanese man and he's you know in sort of like not traditional japanese guy but he has got sort of like the the jackets thing i'm not gonna say you know the jackets well, you know whatever you, you know want. yeah yeah the, the the japanese jacket exactly everyone knows everyone knows is. what i'm talking about <laughs> i learned a lot while i was there the traditional yeah the traditional 16th century jacket jacket yeah yeah, yeah absolutely like the one i've got with all my badges uh-huh. on it. anyway so we just sat there we're just sort of like you know chatting away to ourselves also the japanese man sort of taps me on the shoulder and uh apologizes for his english not being very good but wanted to know where I learned how to use chopsticks. Um, and he said, you're really good. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm being complimented Whoa. on my chopstick use by this very old Japanese man. By the wisest man in the universe. Exactly. And he's complimenting me on my use of chopsticks. And so instantly, like, my spirits are already up. And so I sort of said, you know, I, I tried to explain, like, in Chinese restaurants in England... You get given chopsticks. So I sort of just sort of learned. I, I, I was essentially said I was self-taught, mm. um, which is effectively a natural. You should have said, you know how Paul McCartney plays the guitar. That's, that's me and chopsticks. chopsticks. And then he um, he starts showing me how to like hold chopsticks and sort of how to pick them up and, and this and the other. And it was only when he was showing me this that I realised uh, he was telling me off because uh, I because I wasn't respecting chopsticks. What? Because I was, I because he said the way you pick them up, you're very, you're you're flippant. Essentially, is what he was saying in so, in so many words. He was like, you, and he he's got some incredible skills because he would pick them up the way that I would and be like, bada, 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 bada. and he thought it was quite funny. But at the same time, he was like, you do need to respect the chopsticks. You need to hold them up like this. And then later, we just started chatting to each other about where he was from. He was from Tytone. We talked about his trips to London in the eighties, and he was trying to think of a word, an English word, and. During like his introduction to me of like um, of, of how to pick them up, he said it's manners, and he said you know this, you pick them up right, like this because yeah. it's manners. And while he was trying to work out what to say, he picked up his phone, got his phone out of his his traditional jacket, and he brought up Google Translate. And the first thing on there was manner. So clearly, while I was sat next to him, he had been working out oh. how to tell me that I was not being respectful and I had bad manners with my chopsticks. And so he had Googled how to say manners to then tell me off. But anyway, the word he was looking for when he was describing London was elegant. Oh, wow. Well, he went in the 80s, so it's changed. (laughs) Things have changed. That's uh, what 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 an interesting clash of politeness. Mm. You, You being very polite, him being very polite. 
You thinking you were the bee's knees with chopsticks. <laughs> and it turns out I was being incredibly disrespectful. You were committing cultural appropriation in front of <laughs> this poor man's eyes. It, on his birthday as well. Was it, was, it his birthday? It was his 60th birthday, we, we later That's discovered. That's a big one. Yeah, it was his 60th birthday because he, he kind of he, he couldn't quite articulate himself, so he had to write it down as he was saying it. He wrote down, 60 years ago, I was born. Do you think how personally affronted he must have been? He was to tell you, but that's these what I mean. Things. But he was so polite about the whole thing that it never felt like he. I, that's why it took me, you know, a little while to realize that he was telling me off <laughs> because he, for starters, he said I was really good. Like that's how he started this conversation mm. by telling me that I'm excellent at chopsticks. Ah, uh, my my English is a bit bad. <laughs> I meant you're really awful. <laughs> Um, but we had a really nice conversation. He was so funny. He told us a, fan a fascinating story about um, ah, uh, the, the, the beer that they've got there. It's named it escapes me now. But they've got... They've got it's a tea. No, it's, um, and it's got a dragon as its logo. Yeah, I know the one. Uh, it's not Asahi, but it's got a, uh, a oh, dragon as its logo. One. And he told us that when it was first brewed hundreds of years ago, the actual word itself is Japanese for giraffe. But at that point in time... Japan had never seen a giraffe. Mm. So they drew what they thought a giraffe looked like. <laughs> and that's the dragon logo that's on this beer. What a friendly man. Oh, my God. He was so awesome. We, we kept referring to him as our new best friend. And mm. eventually he had to, he had to go uh, and leave us. But it was just it was such a fascinating experience. And that was like my overall takeaway from Japan is that it is the politest place I've ever been to in my life. It's like you're not supposed to eat in the streets. If you, are, if you buy yourself for like a little snack... Or if you buy yourself a bottle of water to drink, the polite thing to do is to go off to the side and find a bench to sit down on and eat and drink your thing and then carry on. Wow. So that it's so clean. There's no litter anywhere. It's so lovely. So why is it called Piss Alley then? <laughs> I don't it makes really... me think urine's running down all the cracks. No, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful country. And, and um, I think we might have to get into the main show, otherwise yes. we're not going to have an it's outro. It's going to be a this. short outro. Yeah, but it might have to be a short outro because we have to go live very soon. But anyway, here is the uh, the raw review itself, uh, talking about uh, Walter and his NXT, oh, sorry, his WWE debut, which I'm sure went uh, swimmingly. Here's the show. Seth Rollins was involved in another bad segment, unfortunately. So, yeah, so I've been away for a couple mm. of weeks. Um, a lot has changed. Fiend is the universal champion. NXT is invading because of Triple H. They haven't really explained why, okay, but that, it's a thing. That was going to be my question. Is, has there been a is there a storyline reason why Matt Riddle and Keith Lee are teaming with the Undisputed Era? No, no. Well, I think the main reason is... We are NXT. I see. And you're like, oh, yeah, but, but why are they? We are <laughs> NXT. Okay, cool, man. Whatever. Yeah. But because they're in It the... was very exciting, though, when it happened. Dude, like, <laughs> I mean, maybe they should get stuck in Saudi Arabia more often. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe that was the lesson that we all took away from this, <laughs> this whole ordeal. It's scary, though, it was. Um, but so Seth Rollins had a conversation with Triple H last week where Triple H said, you should join NXT. But on that same episode, turned his back on him. Kind of, yeah. It wasn't the best told story, but I think there is potential there, and very much on this show as well. 
all the NXT Invasion stuff on Raw is definitely tied to Seth Rollins. When Seth Rollins came out, they did the full NXT Invasion of the main roster video package, and then they went into his promo bit. So yeah. it's like, WWE, see this NXT Invasion, which, in my opinion, should be its own thing. It, it shouldn't be linked to the relationship of Triple H and Seth Rollins. That's something you do down the line. Yeah. But Oh, hopefully another WrestleMania match. Exactly. <laughs> but for now, it seems like that... NXT Invasion is here. Seth Rollins Triple H is here. Okay, so that makes sense. Triple H, and it is quite an interesting character arc in that Triple H said, look, you've lost the Universal Championship. Your career's not as hot as it was. Brock's now the top champion on this, which is you spend the entirety of this year trying to stop. So maybe the you're answer... You're such a loser. <laughs> is, you're not cool, Seth. <laughs> maybe the answer isn't... The, the answer to your future lies in your past. Rejoin me, son, mm -hmm. to be part of NXT. Together we can rule the universe. And that's quite... I, I actually quite like that storyline. Yeah. Um, but Seth has obviously sided with Raw. He's on the team Raw. And He's Captain Monday Night Rollins. Monday Night Rollins. But I think this is probably going to set up him turning on Raw and siding with NXT. Wow. That's just the feeling I've got. If they don't, I think... Seth Rollins is going to get increasingly more Romanized. Yeah, because uh, I believe this was taped last Friday. Yes. Um, in Manchester. Manchester. And I believe that he was massively booed uh, in, yeah. in the live uh, show. Because well, I, I wrote in my notes, it, this is a mixed response to Seth. Mm. But at the top of the show, I could already tell that this had been a sweetened crowd. Particularly when the Kabuki Warriors came out and the crowd booed. I'm like, Manchester's not booing Asuka. Come on exactly. now. Well, let's, let's go through this segment and we'll get to that. So Seth comes out. They do the NXT video replay package. And then he cuts a promo. Um, and the, the live reports that I've read say that he, he's, he gets a mixed response. But then it seems to throw him off his game and he loses himself for a few seconds. He says, I wish we had some of that energy. And then, and then you can't hear him, apparently, because people were booing so loud. And he even said, like, you can hear, like, in this, he says, like, oh, you need to bring that energy mm. with you. But it they felt like there was no energy. It felt like there was a real mixed response. So it, yeah. there was a lot of crowd sweetening going on. Um, uh, JB, who's uh, a supercar player and 2K20 yes, yeah, streamer, yeah. Um, he was there at the, uh, the event. And the, the whole Sing Brothers stuff wasn't played to the live audience. But, oh, with Rowan? Oh. Yeah, with Rowan. But you can hear a crowd reacting to it. So it's actually canned <clears throat> laughter yeah. uh, and canned reactions. Well, after the Rollins stuff, he, he effectively said, I'm, I'm a fighting non-champion, <laughs> I guess. And he sort of recaps everything. It was, it's, it's a classically boring Seth Rollins promo. I don't know why they keep giving him this material where it's, I'm going to tell you everything that's happened even though you all know what's happened. It's like he, he is the recap package himself. Yeah. When you could just do that more succinctly and entertainingly in a two-minute video package, which they had already done. <laughs> so he does one of these boring promos. and got to say, Cole versus Brian looked amazing, by the way. Yes. Uh, and then he says, I want to fight the United Kingdom's best. Uh, issues an open challenge. Now and, comes an Austrian. And then out comes Walter. And Imperium. And I was like, it was mad seeing Walter mm. in a WWE environment and then step into a raw ring. Yeah. I was like, this so this is a really weird visual, but I'm I'm into it. And it was funny because we 
uh, Randy, one of the first messages I got back when I, I landed on Friday was from Randy in our um, our WrestleTalk group chat who tweeted, uh, texted us to say, they're doing Walter versus Seth Rollins at Raw. And the first thing I tweeted back to him was like, that's got non-finished written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all Seth Rollins' matches are non-finished at the moment. Um, and it was really crazy. And then Walter cut this fabulous promo. What? I thought Walter's Are promo was I thought Walter's promo was oh so good and it was God. so succinct and it was just it established who he is and Seriously? I love the way he said like your feet are dirtying that mat. I really liked his promo. Man. I really enjoyed it. I so yeah, but Imperium come out and Walter gets on the mic, starts walking down to the ring and he cuts a promo. And you enjoyed it. I did. Great. Every step he took, every word he said, I just kept on thinking why the hell are you talking? Why can't you just walk down? I just, I, oh, no, I yeah, don't I, think he should be cutting the promo. It's not his strong suit. No, I appreciate that. But I thought he actually did. A, I thought he cut a really good promo, and I really liked it. Okay. I, th- I thought the promo was needed to get across what the the point of the group is. And of the four of them there, he's probably the best talker. Marcel Bartel's a very good talker, actually. Mm. But it just makes sense that the Ring General is the one to to do the to do the talking. I don't know. I I. If that's if that's what you're gonna do, so they they also beat up heavy machinery on SmackDown. Okay, that's uh, another thing that they did. But I think like some sort of video package, do it in advance. I know I'm asking a lot of WWE. Well, you had to save that for Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. That was a really good video package. Shame the match. Shame they just got squashed. But that. (laughs) It's probably because they didn't fly Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins over for the tour. They were like, well, yeah, more yeah. Raiders have got to kill someone. <laughs> They're here already. Yeah. Um, so Volta comes down and he has a match with Seth Rollins. And initially I'm like, yes, this open challenge. Come on, let's, let's give this 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes. By God, those two guys can go. Yeah. Huh? And then you do a DQ finish. Uh-huh. Right. I, I know it's always going to be problematic, but... You don't want to beat Seth. You don't want to beat Volta. But they didn't do... I mean, I, I, it's very difficult to get... A, ideally, maybe, you put another one of Imperium in there. And yeah. you save that Volta. But they're only match. here for this one tour, so you've got to do Rollins-Volta now. I know. So they, they have a match. It goes about three minutes. Yeah. I, I'm. It's When well, Walter did this release German suplex, when he sat down on that single-leg Boston Crab, yeah. he's just sitting squashing Seth like a pancake he's genuinely one of the best wrestlers in the entire planet oh, Walter is really incredible is. he's really so is. so good um, but I, I was getting really wound up watching this match because can someone fill Jerry the King Lawler in ahead of time who <laughs> the people are going to be on this show because him they're like who is this guy he's big I've been very impressed with the first time I've ever seen him it makes your product sound crap when your play, your color commentator doesn't watch the product. Yeah, he's got no time to watch any of this. So he's like, I've no idea who any of these people are. It makes the product seem really pants. Yeah, to, I guess to fight WWE's corner there, they might be thinking, well, we need someone to play the fool here to ask the questions for those audience members that don't know who Walter is either. Maybe I agree with you though. I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, I think both guys. You don't get that in football, do you? No. Well, one a new guy is subbed in. And like, cut! Who's this guy? Who are Cardiff? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tell me all about this team. Uh, so Walter, they, they Seth Rollins starts to make a comeback. He flips out of the the German, which was 
you know, it was exciting. But then he's he's starting to tune up the band for the stomp. And I'm like, it's three minutes in. You could... The, the answer is to get both guys... The way you get Rollins over again, how I would do it, is keep putting them in long matches. Yeah, completely. Like what that, I think they really struck something when they had him go against Umberto Carrillo. And that was only a 10-minute match. Mm-hmm. But Seth looked good because he was making someone else look good. Yeah. And he won, and no one felt buried. This is the, the incorrect version of doing that, where he just... Rollins was, I felt like Rollins was about to beat Walter. Yeah, I thought with the, the same stomp. thing, yeah. And then Imperium ran in. Which doesn't feel like, it's not in character for Imperium to rush the ring and They and respect stuff being... the rules, that's the whole point, yeah. Yeah, so it just felt really, it, it, it made them feel like any other random heel faction. They just get in to beat him up and then you have your baby faces come down, Street Profits come down, Kevin Owens... Do you know, actually, when Kevin Owens came down, my first thought was, God, I've missed Kevin Owens. He got one of the biggest pops of the night. Yeah, because yeah. for my money, granted, I've not been here for a couple of weeks, but I felt like I haven't seen Kevin Owens no. since he beat Shane McMahon on the first episode of SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, because he might have got some momentum. <laughs> so you like, whoa, 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 stop whoa. that. Yeah, that whole feud was to put over Shane McMahon on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, do, this random assortment of baby faces, which, you know, I do, I have said that in the past, that all the heels always help each other. It'd be nice to see baby faces doing the same. But then you've got this random assortment of baby faces. It starts up an eight man tag. Imperium are just like this, they're meant to be this unit who all, who work perfectly together. And you've got Walter there, mm-hmm. the United Kingdom champion. Exactly. And it was fun. I did enjoy the match, especially I thought Kevin Owens' hot tag. Oh, it was amazing. Cannonball, super kick, super kick, super kick. Really exciting. Montez's Ford's big dive to the outside where he, pra- he landed in Jerry Lawler's lap. Yeah, was, that was a dive on the table, yeah. not on Walter. And I mean, how do you miss Walter? <laughs> His Tyrannosaur dropkick, by the way, was yeah. just... And, and actually, credit to Seth Rollins for the sell of it because Rollins proper threw himself back into the turnbuckle mm. to really, like... I mean, granted, a lot of that impact comes from Walter's massive size. Yes. Um, but I thought Seth Rollins also sold it like an absolute champ. But the at the end of it, after everything broke down, uh, Seth Rollins hit the stomp on Wolf for the win. I've written here, shame. Yeah. Real shame. Real shame. It's, it's just that, that there are plenty of ways to have given Imperium the win. And it's just quite a baffling business move for me because NXT UK is struggling. From a live events perspective, we you, we always read reports about how the the arenas look half empty. There's hardly anyone going to the shows, so you're now in the UK itself. These are the very people you want to market these guys to because they're in the geographical location to buy those tickets, and you beat these people and make them look just a little bit naff. Maybe not naff, but just flattened out. Well, none of these lads are Mansoor. And this isn't Saudi Arabia. Why isn't the Queen paying for shows? I mean, Austrian. <laughs> Maybe that's the key to it. Um, and and the same thing happened with uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. The only like, other NXT UK guys like on there. Utter chumps. But it also because they kept putting over that this is NXT UK are helping NXT in this war even though I feel like there's only a one-week deal, Mm. it made NXT look rubbish. Yes. Because Raw just flat-out won this this evening. 
they were like it never felt like NXT ever posed a threat to these lads. I and, and uh, you got Kevin Owens and, and Street Profits there, and they're putting over like they're standing alongside Seth Rollins because they bleed raw and they are proud to represent Team Red, even though they've only been on this show for three weeks at this point. But they're all so passionate about being on Raw, and none of them are part of Team Raw at Survivor Series. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. It's and, and the Street Profits, I think, really they really do feel like a Raw act. So does Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens doesn't. Mm. Um, but I, I NXT UK, I, I get that WWE framed it as, look, this is NXT UK, it's different. But I don't think the casual viewers are going to recognise that. No, I think they just see it as all as NXT. And after a really positive start, I mean, that, honestly, that SmackDown NXT invasion after Saudi Arabia was one of the best wrestling episodes Easily of this year, all last minute as well. A couple of a couple so of great that it's all that was all just a last minute deal. It makes it makes it even better. The NXT wrestlers arrived five minutes before the show starts. Yeah, Shayna Baszler's interview about that is amazing. Where it's just like, yeah, I didn't have any shows booked, yeah. so I was actually looking forward to a few days off. And week after week, episode after episode, it's become more like a usual WWE invasion where the main roster stars win. And it's not really about these other promotions. It's about the people in it's the main the promotion and someone who's with a McMahon. Yeah. Triple H is the McMahons. Yes. And it just. I, people. I, because NXT feel like they're being. They're not winning. I, I know you can argue that sometimes they're not losing, but they're not winning. And maybe you think, oh, because that's. Because they're going to win a few big ones at Survivor Series. I don't think they are. And really, what do they gain if they do? Hmm. Because the way that WWE has always presented itself is that the main roster is the main goal. So if you win for NXT, does that just fast track you to either Raw or SmackDown? In which case, you've gone to the losing team. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Anyway, before we get out of here, let's do the Patreon pledge hammer shout-outs for those $25 a month or more people. Uh, thank you. Luke was on a train when he came up with this name, Derek Alea. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're welcome. Maximum effort. The Alpha Kenny Body Slam. Whoa. What a fantastic last name. Uh, cult of personality, Craig Thomas. Yeah. Same punk return confirmed. The Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Yes, Dan. Ken, I'm not eligible to get a case of craft beer, De Leon. Yeah, hey. Look at this for a name. Badassosaurus Rex Joseph Calmarin. Oh, Badassosaurus Rex. That's his own one. Andy Datsun's number one fan, Tomo. 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 We'll clap that. Yo, Adrian. Rocky. Whoa. Leader of the boys, Dalton Sizemore. Your episode yes. with Dalton. And, and we... Were you gone? You weren't here I for I wasn't that. here for it. It was the day I left. The day before. But uh, me and my wife listened to it on a podcast, in podcast form, while we were getting ready in Hong Kong. <laughs> And it was, it was brilliant throughout. I, uh, my wife described it as like, this is a beautiful train wreck. I was like, it's, yeah. I'm gutted I was near for I it. I realized I was losing, con- I didn't, well, I never had control. <laughs> Very early, like within the opening. Yeah. I realized Dalton's going to do what Dalton's going to do. Their burial of crap gimmicks was, <laughs> <laughs> was incredible. And they got obsessed with Michael Plowman. Yeah, which... Popped me massively. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, the Incredible Tarzo. You take the last done. one. And spoken class today, Jeremy Smith. The Pearl, Pearl Jam, Jam thing. Thank you all so much for your very generous pledge hammer support. Bear says Seth Rollins 2019 in about four seconds. Yeah. Uh, S word Cena style promo. Don't forget to add burn it down at the end. Seth Rollins heavy match. Barry and legit better wrestler and act. Best B Slayer merch and Tron. Yeah. So that's a, I think that went over four seconds. Yeah. I uh, I don't think Seth's burying anyone though. No. And yeah. He's just not being presented like he's putting anyone over. Mm. Um, Rex Joseph Calmarin. Walter, stay away from Vince's WWE. Save him, Triple H. Well, we need um, Smallman, really. We need Smallman to save him. I I thought, um, like, Walter is one of those guys that you just think, well, Vince is going to love him. Yeah. He's a foreigner and he's massive. He's huge. It fits perfectly for him to be built up and then lose to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) But they haven't even given him that hot start. No. And, like, we didn't really answer the, the question... Uh, from the title of this video at slash podcast, but mm. this felt like such a waste of Walter oh, yeah. as a complete, and Imperium and Imperium as a whole because it's such a good act and they are so good together. <laughs> the stuff they've been doing on NXT since they moved to the USA Network has been amazing, absolutely amazing. And Walter has just great match after great match after great match. Is that Seth Rollins said in his promo? I think I'm the best wrestler in the world. And then I'm watching this 
And I'm like, your match that you've had here is nowhere near as good as the one I had. I saw Walter have with Will Ospreay, who apparently you think you're better than. Yeah. I, do, I don't buy it anymore. It makes you sound even less credible. Well, on that, the ADNAP 2 continues. I was at WWE's live event in Glasgow last night. If the main event wasn't a cage match, I would have thrown my bank statements at <laughs> Seth Rollins. Uh, Alex Mosquito Ramirez, I'm sorry, but I have to say it. This company really doesn't care anymore. And it seems like they are really just phoning it in. Well, certainly for this, because this is, you know, this is a, th- uh, well, you know, a two hour show, I'd imagine, mm. taped after another two hour show. Um, so yeah, so this was just a this was a filler show. It's a three hour show. No, I know, but because they didn't show all the live stuff, uh, like all the backstage stuff, you can probably just film for two hours and fill the rest of it with backstage stuff and adverts. So was this filmed in the same arena as SmackDown? Di- like Oof, directly afterwards. God, no you know wonder the crowd were dead. Do you know what's even amazing about that? On the SmackDown, when they're in the same building, they advertised that on Raw it was going to be the Kabuki Warriors defending against Charlotte and Natalia. <laughs> the show's happening directly after this. Uh, then we've got a uh, new punk rants. Yep, feel like a WWE invasion angle. Three botched invasions in twenty <laughs> years. NXT UK was buried. Paul Walter, the Lana stuff is literally Russo level. WTF, man! It was a bit of a Russo angle, wasn't it? Sterling Van Walter lost twice in, in one, one night. night. I get those technicalities, but is this really the price of him getting to cut a promo? He didn't get to. He didn't get to on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. It, having him losing twice in one night is ludicrous. Uh, we'll just do a few more. Fritz XXI TFK seven seven seven. Does the Walter debut really matter? It was just to pop the UK crowd, and it's probably a once off. Well, it is just a one off thing. Mm. But Walter's so good that you shouldn't just be. You shouldn't treat it as a once off thing. Totally, a one off thing rather. They they did it with. I, I don't know why they do this in their heads when Pete Dunne did it uh, against Enzo Amore like yeah, yeah. two years ago. We're in the UK. Let's do this. It's a nice treat. I'm like, look, save these people. They're so talented. Save them for a proper push and a debut. Yeah, completely. Uh, Kevin didn't watch the show, and the only facts they wrote Walter in lowercase makes me kind of mad. I think this is the best way to celebrate Luke's return by saying... This company. Welcome back, Luke. Thanks, mate. Uh, And finally, Sterling Van. Imperium looks so weak on the show. What a shame. Yeah, completely. That's exactly the word I used in my notes. (laughs) A a shame. Yeah. So I've got something new to do. (gasps) Oh, please tell. Well, I put up a post on the community tab this morning. And of course, I had my raw review. Uh, just asking people it was so quick. what their what their thoughts were. Mm. And we've got the ratings for what people thought. Oh, please tell. So from my Raw review video, mm-hmm. uh, we've got a 50% poor rating. Oh. So that's two out of five. Yep. And then 30% says average and 14% say rawful. Wow. That's from three and a half thousand votes. So definitely weighted in the lower end. Yeah. Weirdly, though, and I'm not sure how this works. On the community tab, with six and a half thousand votes, forty-eight percent average. Okay, so the video audience feels differently. Twenty-two percent poor, twenty percent rawful. So it's still the same bottom end. Yeah, but it's much more distributed to three out of five and average. Yeah, I don't know if that's because the video one. You do that after five minutes of me telling you why it wasn't good. <laughs> Also, oh, your WWE, your anti WWE yeah, bias yeah, yeah. Well, is, is telling people Tony to. Tony Khan. He's in a manic.
show, uh, it began with a uh, Vic Joseph and Jerry Lawler on commentary, no Dio Madden. Selling the injuries from Brock mm. Lesnar. I like that. I like that as well. It also, you know, it's a good reason to not buy, buy my plane ticket. <laughs> and uh, Becky Lynch comes down to cut an M-Ring promo. She talks about how she was trained right here in the UK. Was it specifically <laughs> Manchester? She, well, she did say, like, the man is in Manchester. Uh, I think she might have said that she... I think she just said, in general, I learned my trade within the UK. Yeah. Uh, and she said she wants to be Becky Two Belts again by winning the Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, here's our partner, Charlotte Flair. <sighs> she, I mean, I, I, I feel like a stuck record with this one. But she is the most unlikable baby face <laughs> in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Seth Rollins. <laughs> No, I think Seth Rollins has got more redeeming, like he's got more redeeming character as a babyface than Charlotte Flair does as a babyface. Maybe it's because Charlotte just hasn't changed her character. Yeah, it feels like she's still working heel, but like a kind of badass heel. I just don't get it. When um, so last week's Raw after the Saudi Arabia stuff. Natalia, they had a, a video package about Natalia being the first, one of the first women ever to wrestle in the country. Cuts back to the ring, and Charlotte is just going... Like a dick. I'm like, you're meant to be... What are you? <laughs> uh, anyway, it's, it's all over the place, but the Kabuki Warriors just get more awesome every week. Oh, what a great act they've become. Now that they've ditched Paige, mm. who really was an anchor, no pun intended, on that team... This is a breath of fresh air, and they've now like embraced this heel act. They've got really cool face paint on them now. They've got basically matching gear, robes, robes, and everything. Their entrance music mashup is still dreadful <laughs> because it's two very, very different tempos yeah. that they are refusing to do. just give them new entrance music. Let's give them Asuka's entrance music. It's one it's of the really greatest. good. It's really good. Um, it, the 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 mashup is it sucks. Mm. And but I really like this match. Yeah, I, it's good. I, I feel like that WWE, Raw in particular, are seeing the women's tag division as 2019's Cruiserweight division. Start off start off a show hot mm -hmm. with... Because the Kabuki Warriors are going to get good matches out of people. Oh, yeah, totally. And Becky and Charlotte are excellent. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I'm really enjoying this new opening division, really. Yeah, if this is what we're getting, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I, it's, I, I really like the Kabuki Warriors. Obviously, Becky and Charlotte are both fantastic wrestlers, so I'm all for it. And we made the joke a few weeks ago that they're going to start taking it seriously now because Becky and Charlotte are involved. But, hey, good. Let's start treating these belts seriously. Um, and I, I was really into this match. I really, really enjoyed it. The only spot I didn't like was Charlotte no-selling Kyrie Sane's chops. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind that because I thought Charlotte looked... Really, really badass sometimes. Mm. Um, like when she power bombed Sane, I believe, with uh, out of an, uh, an arm bar. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought she was good at getting worked over, but still showing fire, as opposed to just Roman Reigns where he goes limp for 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think the only reason I didn't like that spot is because it came directly after her doing this really half-assed tag in to be like, all right, tag me in so I can beat these people up because she is the worst baby face mm. in the history of this sport. Uh, Becky, however, is an excellent baby She's face. She's amazing <laughs> at being a baby face. And her baby face fiery comeback was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. And she's... She's sort of on top, but then Shayna Baszler, who had come out through the crowd earlier, hops up on the apron. Becky gets into it with a Asuka rolls her up, Asuka wins. Mm. Uh, so hopefully that's still building towards an Asuka Lynch match, which 
really should have happened a lot sooner after the Royal Rumble win that Asuka has over Becky. Well, she had to beat up Lacey Evans for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's far more important. Uh, and then Bailey attacks Baszler. Baszler runs off through the crowd. Becky shouts at her. Bailey attacks Becky. So, from what I can gather, this storyline really feels like it is Becky versus Baszler. And Bailey is not really getting much of a, a, a shout out in this. Yeah. That, that's kind of, but I don't mind that uh, because that dynamic will play into the match, I hope. Well, that's what I'm hoping yeah, for. I'm yeah. hoping that Bailey can use this to add fuel to that, being like, and everyone's overlooking me in this match, yes. which has been the story of my whole career, and use that as fuel for, like, for, totally. for the match itself. I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, after that, we get Ricochet and Randy mid conversation. Yeah. Backstage, which is so weird because they're feuding. <laughs> I've written here, is Randy Orton a baby face now? They're just chatting. But like having a kind of heated debate over Randy who keeps on hitting his finishing move on Ricochet. Yeah. Just a weird way to stage this. Uh, but it, this is all a setup for the OC to challenge Umberto Carrillo and Ricochet. And then like, well, you need a third man. And Randy Orton pops in from... Well, just over there, actually. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's a baby face. He, yeah, he's just a baby face now, I guess. There's, there's shades of grey. I well, really we'll I like happens. the stuff with him and Ricochet. Yes, in that main event. I agree. Love that. Uh, then we got Drew McIntyre versus Sin Cara. <laughs> so, I discovered through uh, the podcast intro that we recorded prior to this that Sin Cara's had a, a hashtag three-week push. I was trying to explain, like, all the stuff. Saudi Arabia, AEW full gear. I said, Luke... The weirdest thing that happened when you were away was that Sin Cara <laughs> had a lady door for two weeks and now she's just disappeared. <laughs> or did she just not get a plane ticket either? I don't I think they've dropped it. <laughs> I think it was purely for his two-week program against Andrade. And you can't just face Andrade. You must have a female with you to face Selena Vega. And if I... So correct me if I'm wrong on this as well. The story was Andrade beat Sin Cara because of Zelina Vega interference. Yes. So then uh, Sin Cara got Lady Door and that led to Andrade beating Sin Cara. Yes. And then they had a mixed tag match. Now Sin Cara's got Lady Door to take out Zelina Vega and Andrade and Zelina Vega won. Yes, Vega she pinned is, Lady Door. He's an ineffective babyface oh, yeah. and she is very ineffective help. Um, the, the problem, like the, the real down thing about this is that Sin Cara is really good. <laughs> yeah, he like, is. He, in all of those matches, and this match here, because he was given a bit at the start. I thought this was just gonna, Drew was just going to run through him, but he was given about two minutes of offense. I thought Sin Cara looked great. You know, like he is a, a legit tough guy. He's got something about him, uh, and WWE need... Mexican stars. So it's hey, they got Umberto now. It's frustrating. Um and but but this match I for what it was, I thought Drew looked fantastic. That power bomb. He he catches Sinkara's Hurricane Rana yeah. outside and he just catches that into a power bomb on the on the floor. Yeah. Looked brutal. Claymore inside for the win. Yeah. Uh, so this was taped obviously on Friday, uh, shortly before Raw went on air last night. Sinkara just tweeted asking for his release. Yep. That does not work. <laughs> Why do people keep doing it? Yeah. Ty Dillinger. And then they said, okay, no more. But Luke Harper did it. Yeah. Now Sin Cara's done it. Mike Kanellis did it. Yeah. But everything's fine. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, 
I, it's hard to feel a lot of sympathy because he re-signed earlier this year. And you got Tim Carra did. Yeah. So, so more so on that on the news. Mike, so Mike Canellis. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and the OC. So go over to Laurie's News after this video and it has all the details there, uh, including Andrade making fun of it. And because, you know, he's a heel. Uh, okay. But Grand Matalik saying, we support you, brother. Mm. I think it's Grand Matalik. Uh, then, oh my God. <clears throat> Despite all his rage, Rowan's got a pet in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a shot with a gauze, a net over the camera, a point of view shot, which raises so many questions anyway about the universe that WWE inhabits <laughs> and the rules and laws behind what is filmed and what isn't. But take that, put that to one side. <laughs> it's a POV shot from inside a cage and it's Rowan's face looking at it going, oh, oh you better wake up. Oh, I'm so happy to see oh, you here. You look so cute inside there. So Everyone is talking. To, if you've not seen it, he is talking to a camera. But we're supposed to know that it's actually a new pet. I... I really hope it's revealed to be the fluffiest of fluffy kittens. And that's his new thing is that he is this big, horrible monster beast. But when he sees the little fluffy kitten, he realizes the error of his ways and realizes that actually there's a lot of love to be had in this world. Like my little fluffy kitten here. Walter is a disappointing, frustrating thing to happen on this show, but this might actually be the most annoying. <laughs> Just because SmackDown spent all summer in this stupid storyline that was sometimes intriguing, sometimes made no sense. Remember and, his twin brother? And was often very funny, but really was awful at the end of the day. And But you did somehow, amidst all of that rubbishness, you genuinely created a new main event heel. Yep. And it was Rowan. And that's the last person I would have thought. And I was so happy for him. And he's moved to Raw. And last week he gets beaten by Seth Rollins. Or maybe it was the week before. And now he's got this. Why would you revamp this gimmick? It was working. Why has he now got a... What, who looks... At Rowan's character from SmackDown and goes, you need a, a pet. Yeah, a fluffy kitten. Remember when uh, uh, Dustin was in TNA and he had a pet rat that he would bring down to the ring? That's what I, when he was Black Rain. Mm. This is what I thought of when Tara in TNA again had the spider. <clears throat> I actually quite like the spider. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, that was creepy. I thought it was just Vince Russo. It was just like, I've got to give all the heels, yeah. <laughs> the weird heels, all the weird heels have got to have a pet. Um... So after this, we got a WWE backstage plug, which is their Tuesday FS1 studio show. Mick Foley's going to be on it. I heard it did really well. Well, that's why I bring this up. Because <laughs> I just wanted to see if you knew that the debut episode did 49,000 viewers. That's, yeah. We get more than that. <laughs> <laughs> they are on one of the biggest sports networks in America. Yeah. Uh, R-Truth then took on the Singh brothers for the 24-7 title, one of the rare actual in-ring defences, but didn't count for anything. They quickly ran backstage, uh, briefly went into the women's locker room, and then they ran into another room where Rowan was without the the pet thing. Well, unless the pet is a sofa. And threw a sofa at them. And our truth for our American viewers. Yeah, and R-Truth walked in and declined to pin anyone because he was too scared just turn the light off 
This wasn't funny. Nope. And, well, but Rowan throwing a sofa was funny. It wasn't, overall, though, it wasn't funny. And it just, it, it sanded, saddened me to see Rowan for a second time in the 24-7 title mix. I was so worried he was going to pin one of them. Mm. I was really worried that he was going to pin one of them. Yeah. Then we got the Seth Rollins Walter stuff. Uh, then another WWE backstage promo. Mm-hmm. Needs all the help it can get. Yeah, my, my note here says, like, it's clearly it's doing well. Yeah. Uh, then Cedric Alexander took on Andrade. I've got three notes here. Vega distracts. Andrade hits the DDT for the win. Yeah. Decent action. Yeah. Uh, that was a really... Cedric did a handspring off the ropes, as he normally does. Andrade, honestly, perfectly timed running dropkick to his yeah. face. Just beautiful. Beautiful. There's no story here, though. I, it's how many how many weeks can you go without story? I know you were getting frustrated before Saudi Arabia, just being like, "Raw has no stories." And I'm like, "Hey, Luke, calm down. They're building characters with a new roster." Now I'm with you. <laughs> okay, cool. Now I'm annoyed. Uh, did you see Cedric's interview? I only picked this up because I was going to be part of my news yesterday, but I did it all on AEW instead because Tony can't pays the checks. Um, you got you got to plug them somehow. Um, yeah, that's why we've got to criticise their paper. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, you see Cedric's interview about the AJ burying him um, room Ooh, report. no, I didn't. Where he said, he goes, how could I possibly be buried when I'm wrestling AJ Styles? Oh. And he basically said in so many words, that storyline and that feud gave me so much and oh. it made me look amazing. And I'm like, mate, watch those matches back because you do not look good in any of them because you do just get buried throughout. It's toe in the company line, I believe. Uh, Alistair Black. Speaking of, how are we in November and he is still cutting the same goddamn promo that he's been cutting since April? How is that even possible? So Dave Meltzer said he's got a knee injury. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> yes. even so just take him off TV I know yes. I know I, I agree uh, I was the same as you but then uh, Dave Meltzer said on today's Wrestling Observer Radio that that's why it is okay so I was like oh, okay well that can't makes, really argue but that makes more sense but it is so repetitive and lazy I know you want to keep faces on TV so people don't forget about them but sometimes I think taking them off completely would be more beneficial and actually in, in fairness to it as well that Granted, he might be injured currently, but you should have ended this storyline four months ago. <laughs> like, what storyline? <laughs> the story he wants a fight. He wants someone to knock on his door. This promo, honestly, could have aired in April, and we wouldn't have known. We wouldn't have remembered. This is a like a, a retape of something. It's a replay. We should do that. We should do a segment where we I play you Alistair Black promos, and you've got to guess yes, where <laughs> what month. You've just got to tell me what month and what show it was on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, but now we do have a story. Yeah. Veterans. We got the Veterans Day video package. Which is lovely. Uh, and then no we Randy got, in it. And then we got Lana and Rusev and Bobby Lashley. To throw some praise at this, Lana did give it her all. Yes. Credit to Lana. This is an S sandwich that she is doing her best with. And I thought that she just threw herself into this promo and was doing her darndest to make it work. Totally agree. I think Credit to her. Yeah, I think her delivery was excellent. Yeah. And, you know, she's got acting experience. Yeah. Really genuinely good. It really helped. Mm. It really helped. Rusev looks like he's given up. And 
I feel so sorry for him. And but as my as my Steve here glass half empty glass half full thing, I thought Lana did some very good promo work. I totally agree. But the uh, content was crap, but she did some very good promo work. She had like four or five minutes uninterrupted yep. dialogue, like just boom, boom, boom. And I've it got was all so really good. many notes. Oh no. Like I've got like a paragraph and a half of like everything that she covered in this because she talked for a long time. And it was all engaging. Yeah. I, you know, like you said, the content was rubbish. This storyline is rubbish. I actually turned the corner on it. Uh, <gasps> really? two, two weeks ago. What happened? It was when Rusev... Uh, oh, what was it that happened? It was when Bobby Lashley... Rusev stuck his own finger in Bobby Lashley's mouth. Sexy. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, I, I, I was like, you know what? This is what it is. It's happening. I'm just going to enjoy it for this stupid stupidity that it is. Unfortunately, this week it got me back on the, oh, I hate this. Now. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was Lana said a bunch of stuff and she essentially admitted to starting her sexual relationship with Bobby Lashley seven weeks ago. It's their sex anniversary. And is it monetized again? Se- seven weeks. That's not an anniversary of any kind. No, not at all. But it, she just had to find a way to say that. And she said sex a lot. This was a Paul oh, yeah. Heyman written promo. Uh, yeah. And then uh, then she talked about getting knocked over last week in The Angle and how she went to the doctor. And the doctor said, your arms are fine. Your back's fine. Your legs are, are very, very fine. fine. Which was a, a good line. And then she said... But I'm also nine weeks pregnant, which wasn't like that was a good dialogue reveal, I thought. Yeah, they're very, very nice. Yeah. Hmm. And then she said, Manchester is working class. So I need to explain this for you because you're all a bit thick. Good local heel heat. She says that Rusev has put a monster inside of her. And I've written here, we've just had the storyline with Mike Kanellis. I know. Yeah. A matchka brat, she said. Yeah, it's, it's unf- well, we've had with the cucking as well and everything. Yeah. Um, and weirdly, it was Rusev who came back with Maria. Oh my god, that's right! There's, I d- did, it, did, did she pass on the storyline? Like, was it bring it back and like, and I now bequeath you yeah. this storyline. Take it in my steed. It could be that, or more likely, I think some scripts just got mixed up. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think someone just picked up the wrong script. Yeah. And they were just like, well, now we've got to run with it. Yeah. Um. So Rusev then comes down. And he just stands there smiling, like you said, he's given up. Uh, he's and but that's almost more entertaining because the, his "I give no f's" attitude is quite and is, is a very endearing ring presence. The other question I had, if you could possibly fill me in, is: mm. Did we know that Rusev cheated on her first? What Lana believes that's the case. Okay, do we know with who, or is it just he cheated? No, no, no. So, but Bobby told Lana. That Rusev had cheated Oh, okay. Right, okay, I'm with you now. Um, But really, Lana's whole shtick is that she just lies, 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 lies. So, who knows? Uh, And Rusev comes down. Lana calls him a sex addict again. There was a a funny line about uh, him wanting to have sex on the the tank (laughs) for his WrestleMania entrance. Uh, I mean, you would, though, wouldn't you? (laughs) Yes. And... Then Lana just jumps on him, starts slapping him, and Bobby Lashley comes down and beats up Rusev as well. And then Lana and Bobby walk off, and Lana says, as they're walking up the ramp, not on a mic, just into the camera, I cannot believe he thought I was pregnant. 
So it was it was all a waste of time. A complete waste of time. I I before that line I was like, well at least there's this is an interesting wrinkle to the storyline. But then they just said, Oh yeah, psych. Yeah. The, the, this changes nothing leading into next week's show. I was like, oh, I feel dumber. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like actually less intelligent from watching this. And because it was the longest segment on the show. Yeah. That wasn't like, the, you know, you could argue that the Seth Rollins Walter mm. stuff is the longest segment, but that had two matches in there. This was the longest segment to not lead to a match. And it was for nothing. And like nothing was furthered. Yeah. It was a colossal waste of time. It was a lot of it was filler on what was already a filler-based show. Totally. Do you want to take us through what happened next while I get up some funny replies from people? Well, Eric Rome walking backstage with his cat carrier, um, smoking is bad, folks. WWE told you so. Uh, and then Eric Rowan beat uh, Sonna <laughs> Derson. Um, he put the the cat carrier on the commentary table. And I did actually like how um, Vic Joseph sold it. Which mm-hmm. was like he could hear on coach going like, "Can I? Can I? Can you budge up a little bit? I want to mm. move further away from this." I thought that was nice. Um, we actually saw Sonna Derson uh, wrestle uh, last month. We saw him at WrestleGate. Did we? I thought he looked familiar. Yeah, he he was one of the people. He's advanced into the final four for their um, their new their secondary title. Ah, oh, wicked. Um, but anyway, Rowan, he didn't win here. Rowan did. Um, you know, and then we got a promo for Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, who I was under the impression were still the NXT UK tag champs. I said it in my review. <laughs> I said it in my review. I just assumed they, they were the NXT UK champs. It's not. It's Gallus. When they came out without the belts, I was like, <coughs> oh, I, I guess they don't have the belts anymore. Do you, but do you know how many people have corrected me out of 500 comments? I'm going to say at most two. Two. Oh, nailed it. So... Who cares? <laughs> uh, just uh, I, I asked people, what do you think is in Eric Rowan's pet carrier? We've got uh, from Sarah Bar Sharma, Harper's contract. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, a yeah. good one. Um, from Rishi Ravi Kumar, an eco-friendly million-dollar championship. Hmm. I like no, that one less. I like that one. And I can't. So everyone's just saying how bad the show was. <laughs> <laughs> so after after um the Rowan well we got the the Viking Raiders mm. versus um Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Where's our let's have Flash up because we've got him back yeah. here. I I I was really quite what's the word not proud but happy. I was very happy to see Flash Morgan Webster completely on Raw after the comeback that he had on yeah. his career-ending injury. He essentially got yeah I. I, I, I was watching him before he was cool, and now to see him there it made made me tremendously happy. So well done, uh, both of you. And Mark Andrews has has Mark Andrews been on Raw before? He might have been on a previous tour. Mm. He's definitely done two hundred five live. Yeah, yeah. So they might have taped that like you know in and around. But weirdly, this NX obviously it was NXT UK, and they're not the tag team champions. But the way they did the video package to introduce them, which was a great video package. And then they had the match with the Viking Raiders that went all of four minutes, and they got a bit of offense in, but at the end of the day, it was a Raiders squash. It didn't feel like it was part of the NXT versus main roster Survivor Series theme at all. No. So it, it, felt, it felt really weird to have this match with everything else going on and the context there. You could possibly argue that it was, though, because Viking Raiders are going to be taking on Undisputed Era. 
at Survivor Series. So you could argue them beating the NXT, like former NXT UK tag champs um, is a way to push that match. But they didn't. Well, I, beat I, them. Yeah, well, I, I mean, they didn't really... No, I'm playing devil's I'm, I'm Pritcharding it. Pritcharding but, yeah. Being a Pritchard. Uh, so I... And, and then, you know, they just got beaten in, in minutes. Well, there was a moment when, because Andrews hit Stundog Millionaire and then Webster did sort of like a, a, a senton. And I've and then uh, either one of the Viking Raiders kicked out. And I wrote in my notes for a near fall. And then I thought, it was nowhere near a near fall. <laughs> so I delete that and wrote, for a two count. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just write near fall whenever you see a two, <laughs> don't you? Count. Uh, after that, Ricochet tells Orton, don't you go RKOing me later. I yeah. know we're tagging. But uh, Randy essentially said, like, the worst thing you can do right now is let me live inside your head. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we got a Rey Mysterio Brock Lesnar recap. Neither so on the show. They are having a WWE Championship match. Yeah. Um, which is very exciting for them. Does that mean we're getting uh, an NXT Championship match with with Adam Cole, baby, and against the Fiend? I don't know. Well, yeah. Or what's the and what's the Fiend up to? No idea yet. Mm. Yeah, we don't know. He's facing the Miz at Starcade. Star- yeah, Starcade. The Miz. But it's not televised. Hopefully, they don't go down that route. No. Mm. Uh, but then the main event was Autumn, Ricochet, well, and Carrillo. Before we get to that, they did announce some new stuff for Survivor Series. They announced that uh, AJ Styles versus Roderick Strong versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which that sounds incredible. Have you heard the joke? Oh, yeah, that he will be the King of Strong Style. Very, very good if Nakamura wins. Mm-hmm. But that match on paper sounds fantastic. Um, and we're also going to get uh, Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT Women's 5-on-5. Five five. They also announced, they didn't announce who it's going to be. And Team Raw is going to be Ricochet, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Drew McIntyre. Why is Drew part of the yeah, team? Yeah, I've got no idea. Yeah. But why, yeah, why would you pick him? Like, who is picking the teams? I know they've gotten rid of authority figures, but then you've got to... You've got to have someone going around canvassing for support. Why is Drew defending the honour of Monday Night Raw and working with Seth Rollins? Yes, yeah, no idea. Anyway, the so who's who's the lineup? Is Carrillo uh, not in it? No, no. It's, it's uh, Ricochet, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, yeah. who I, I earlier in the show said was not part of the team. I actually already forgot that he was part <laughs> of the team. And Drew McIntyre. Well, Orton. This is the whole main event was built around Orton and Ricochet having to coexist. Presumably setting up some sort of tension for that that team roar at Survivor Series, but again, it just it raises questions of who's picking the teams then. Mm. Uh, and I, I actually quite enjoyed this match. I really enjoyed Randy's stuff on the apron, the way he he would react to Ricochet's yeah. sort of mistakes. I liked him. He going to tag in Ricochet, like putting the hand up, and then just tagging Carrillo in mm. instead. I thought it was some really nice stuff from yeah. Randy. Uh, also, Ricochet's entrance oh, was, was hilarious. It was done by uh, Rob Van Dam, yeah. I think. <laughs> it was just... Well, the street Sabu out the back. And <laughs> 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 That's the smoke that the Street <laughs> Profits are always looking for. We didn't also mention... <laughs> oh, yeah, the Street Profit. Montez Ford's yeah. uh, Ultimate Warrior-style freakout. He went on for 20 seconds there. Yeah. It was amazing. He, do you know what? I? And he is a genius at this as well. And I felt so so bad for him. He was looking for someone to film that. One of the camera crew to film it. So it's just him in frame mm. doing that. That's why he was doing it for so long. Because it can be gift. And despite the fact this was a taped show, 
they didn't do that shot, which means it's not gifable anymore. He well, I gift it on the community. It's tab. not as gifable. Yeah, you're right. He that is a man that understands the internet. Though. He is indeed. Do you remember the kissing the baby's head? Yep. Like. It's just, but that's why he does these yeah. things because he can be turned into gifts. Like his whole entrance is gifable, mm. and so he does these things to create some online presence. And in this in this instance, WWE didn't do it. No, he's really smart. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, the whole the whole structure of the match was that Ricochet and Autumn were going to implode. Uh, Korea kept being the peacemaker. Do you know what my other spot I really enjoyed uh, on that note of that storyline was that at one point. Ricochet, bless you, Ricochet could have tagged Randy Orton. Like, he even rolled mm. towards him, but didn't tag him because he's like, no, no, I, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I don't want to tag you. And then walked into a Carl Anderson spinebuster. Oh, that, which was awesome. Which was an awesome spinebuster. Yeah. But in the storyline, that, that makes it even better is that he should have tagged out at that point, mm -hmm. but he didn't want to tag to Randy. I really, really like some of the spots in this. This all climaxed after Creo did a, a moonsault outside with Orton left in the ring with a down AJ and a down Ricochet. Orton's the legal man. Ricochet's getting up to his feet. Orton's behind him. Everyone's thinking, here's an RKO. But AJ Styles is also up, goes over to Orton, RKO on AJ. But even more brilliantly than that, mm. he turns Ricochet around to, on, to, to RKO him and then RKO's AJ. So in effectively, Randy said, I could have done it to you. Yeah. But I'm doing it to this guy instead. And I wanted you to see that. And then on top of that, yeah, he tags in Carrillo. So Carrillo hits this beautiful moonsault onto AJ to win. So Carrillo got a win over AJ in the end. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's really... I'm guessing he's not been doing that a lot. No. No, oh. he was beaten oh. for three times in seven days by AJ <laughs> Styles. Hell. He was made to I... tap and he was pinned twice. <laughs> I knew he lost to Saudi oh, yeah, yeah. Bloody hell, that's, oh. that, that's quite a run. Yeah, yeah, really, really went down fast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, I really like the Ricochet Orton stuff. Yeah, I'm really digging mm. it. I think it's great. Um, so overall, I gave it a two out of five. But yes, overall, I, I agree with that. I think it was a poor show. I'm in agreement with the uh, the video audience. Virgil McClements, Super Chats in. The best thing to do if you are in the Shield is to leave WWE. That's the world we live in now. Aww. Yeah, so Seth and Roman have sort of suffered the same fate. Whereas John! Uh, Lord James, Seth should have faced another member of Imperium. Yep. I think that's a good idea. New Punk rants again. Also, it's official. Seth is a black hole for cool wrestlers. Bala, Bray, Walter, who's to blame? Something has to change, right? Uh, wastebasket emoji. So it's difficult. Seth. He's not making these decisions. It's the whole people like Roman mm. Reigns is killing this company. It's like Roman's not booking the shows. Seth isn't booking himself to win all the time or to get these DQ wins. It's the company that are doing this. It's the people in charge. Seth isn't at fault here. And that's one of the things that really bugs me about the whole Seth Rollins isn't cool and his terrible Twitter game is that he's taking all of it personally yes. as if we're not we're all having a go at him, but we're not. We're having mm. a go at the company for it, but he's taking it all personally. Yeah. Uh, Jobber JJ 496 NXT invasion sucks. <laughs> Top guys are just bodies and geeks. Well, the, NXT, the UK invasion certainly sucked. Um, Drew every day. Of course they don't shine Walter. He's only a generational talent that would get over in any era. 
Poor form, WWE, poor form. Indeed. I love the phrasing of That's that. That's so good. <laughs> uh, and New Punk rants, I don't know about anyone else, but when Seth said he was the best, I had to rewatch Omega vs. Okada, <laughs> all four. And can we talk about how botched the invasion is? It's not what I would have done. No, and I'm not sure we can say that the invasion is botched yet. just yet. Like, let's wait until it's all over and then mm. we can, you know, we can go back and pinpoint where it all fell apart. But, hey, it may pick up. Like, this isn't dead in the water. The original invasion, you know, 20 years ago, was not dead in the water. It, didn't, it started off badly, but there was still something to be there. Invasion itself is still the single greatest non-WrestleMania or non-Big Four pay-per-view that they've ever done. There was, even without WCW top names, they still managed to pull in an audience. Well, when you say greatest, you mean money making. Yes. Yeah. Just oh, not like money. No, it's an awful show. Oh, it's <laughs> dreadful. That Raven William Regal match is horrendously bad. <laughs> Hot tag to you. Ah, thank you. Uh, on the subject of Sin Cara, Tim answered, Sin Cara is so bad, he botched his own release. <laughs> it's a different Sin Cara, but I appreciate the joke. Uh, and Sterling Van said, Sin Cara moved on from Andrade and now he's requested his release. I don't really know how to feel about that. Frustrated and sad. Yes, mm -hmm. I think it's good. Uh, on the subject of the Kabuki Warriors, Marcus Roman said, So is Kari not a pirate girl anymore? She's got a, a little parasol, a little Japanese umbrella. Yeah, and her music certainly suggests that she's still a pirate princess. Maybe it's support for the Hong Kong protest. <laughs> <laughs> Umbrellas were a feature of that one. Well, if this was, you know, if Blizzard were in charge, she would have been suspended. <laughs> um, Kyosei, uh, wish the Kabuki Warriors could win without green mist or a roll-up just once. I don't mind it because they are heels and everyone's cheering them and yeah. they've got to get their heat somehow. But I think the green mist is stupid. Uh, I'll do this next subject and then I'll hot tag to you. Uh, on the subject of Rowan's box. Um, mm. So for the chat suggestions, we've had Mercy the Buzzard, Bird Raptor, Bird Rambling, Raptors, yeah. Rambling Rabbit, Rowan, Rowan's <laughs> Twin. Uh, <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Uh, Fiend's headlamp and Mae Young's baby hand. Well, the, the hand is now grown up. We saw that at Raw. Um, I think cannon. it was Raw 1000. Mm. It's now an adult. Uh, and Sean Turner said, um, there's, a there's a string in the box with a secret compartment that contains an embarrassing picture of Bray Wyatt at the Christmas party. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Maybe it's like the, the Vince McMahon lockbox. And we'll, we'll never, never find never out. find out. And then E Ace said, "It's simple. Liv Morgan is in Rowan's cage. That's where she is. Yeah, that revamped character that we've been promised for months now. I oh, I must uh, shout out. Someone also said Gwyneth Paltrow's head, <laughs> which is a spoiler for Fight Club. On <laughs> God, the heat I got for that is still one of my favorite <laughs> Wrestle Talk moments of all time." <laughs> it's people not understanding your joke. Someone someone very intelligent rang me and said, did you not... <laughs> did, you know you got the, the the film wrong. I said, give me the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so good. Uh, Lana, Rusev and Bobby. Oh, KJ says, I'd rather have Rikishi run, over, run me over with a car than to watch Rusev's storyline. By the way, the 20th anniversary of Survivor Series 99 is this Thursday. Hmm. Uh, that was a uh, Big Show's uh, WWF Championship win, which wasn't meant to be the case. He was inserted into it because uh, it's of Austin, and Austin got run down. Kay Amal, Lana has been in numerous cheating angles involving mid carders mm -hmm. like Dolph Ziggler, Aiden English, uh, and now Lashley. Aiden English, that was that was all Aiden yeah. uh, faking it. Darusev and Lana have a mid cuck <laughs> vortex. Mid cuck vortex, mate. That's good. Great punnage. Uh, Power Packers 90. All 2000 WCW is better than the Lana Love Triangle. Don't buy it. 
I don't agree with that either. Yeah. Uh, I've also seen a lot of people saying 2001 WCW equals 2019 WWE. That was when it was on the ascent. Yeah, yeah. It 2001 was WCW was, there was a brief period there. It was there. all right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jobber JJ four nine six watching lots of WCW two thousand Lana segment fits right in. Um, I mean, it is it's probably as bad as the Stacy Keebler Daphne love triangle with David Arquette, mm. which were and it, you know led to the wedding dress match, which was shockingly bad. Daniel Brotherton, Brotherton, yeah. Have you seen Rusev's interview about his storyline? I've not. No, I've, I've seen his comments about Saudi Arabia. How he said he'll go back. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he, he makes so much money. Yeah. Uh, shall I hot tag to you for Survivor Series? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Antonio Q says, It just dawned on me. Will we be seeing an eight-man commentary booth at Survivor Series? Well, they did announce that we're getting all the commentary teams there. So, including Renee Young, who apparently is still part of the SmackDown commentary team. Byron Saxton. I, m- I might st- Where start up. Byron? Well, I might start up the who really is Byron Saxton again, but... <laughs> Where really is Byron <laughs> Saxton? That's good. Do you miss Byron, actually? Mm. Uh, William Beaujard says, Fiend versus Brian is going to be so good. Rollins will be exposed. Mm. Crowd cheers will be added all over the show, even on Survivor Series matches announcements. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for Fiend versus Brian if that is the direction they're going. That's in. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, King CJ says, NXT DX versus WWE main roster. Yeah, it's... so from what I've seen thus far, of this NXT invasion and sort of going back and watching clips and stuff, I don't like that it's Triple H and Shawn Michaels leading this charge. Mm. I, it just it really irks me because it becomes about them and it's not about the actual yeah. the guys and girls themselves. So that's my only criticism I have against this, other than the fact that I've not been given a storyline reason as to why Matt Riddle and Keith Lee are just happy to stand inside the same ring as the Undisputed Era. But... And they're not winning enough. Yeah. Uh, King... uh, oh, it's you. Sorry, uh, King uh, CJ said, uh, I'm sorry, I meant to say WWE McMahon. Ah, uh, right, yes. Um, Japanese name uh, says, wait, so it's NXT versus SmackDown versus Raw, so there will be 15 wrestlers out there for a five-on-five-on-five match. How exactly are they going to stand outside the ring? They just three corners. Yeah, three you corners. Have, yeah. You can have 15 people around there, I totally, think. Totally, yeah. I've never seen it, though, I don't think. I remember when they did the, um, uh, <clears throat> during the invasion, they did do WWF and WCW teaming together against ECW when ECW debuted that one night and then right. WCW turned <coughs> on the minute. That's when they announced the alliance. You know, a storyline that could have been done over six months, they did in the space of six minutes. Genuinely six minutes. <laughs> ECW debuted. And the match happened like a couple of segments later. Um, so yeah, and that was that was a ten on ten. Hmm. So it's a, it, it looks like a big. Sorry, yeah, that's a it's a packed old ring. Uh, I'm gonna rattle through these miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. Someone pointed out that I've been saying Did you say it. Miscellaneous. It's, it's obvious. I've obviously been saying it wrong <laughs> my entire life. Miscellaneous. Miscel- so, miscellaneous. Someone commented, "Is is this just a UK thing?" Because Luke and Laurie say miscellaneous, but Ollie says miscellaneous. <laughs> now it's an idiot thing. Mundy, did you hear them say at the end of the eight-man tag match, welcome to Monday Night Roll Walter? I did not. No, I didn't. No. Also, why the F is Becky in a match for the tag belt that wasn't even her feud? WTF, WWE, take my money, AEW. Excuse me, it's because Natty wasn't there. Yeah, she, she had personal things that she couldn't be there for. Mm. Uh, but I, I feel like Asker and Lynch is a few that they've been building. So Brian Alvarez has been very angry about it. Oh, yeah. But I, I, you know, that's not my hill. <laughs> I'm not going to die on that hill. Uh, Nikolai Binsnath. Vince is 
finicky, not the fans, Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler says, oh, yeah, <clears throat> when Seth Rollins comes out, Lawler says, finicky response from the fans. <laughs> Come on now. What word is that? Nathan the Alpha Wolf fella, huh, you really think so? I'm going to say no. Uh, geeked Out Nation. Raw Smackdown are so boring to watch. Episodes are so hard to get through. So glad we have NXT AEW. Makes it so I can miss Raw and Smackdown and still get my wrestle fix. Mm. Uh, Sterling Van. I finally understand when people say, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Time goes on, but they keep to the same principles. I guess that's just WWE as a company. Indeed. Sterling Van again. Drew McIntyre for Royal Rumble winner 2020. Oh, that would be a storyline. And <laughs> Drew's not allowed storylines. Uh, Nuno Lorio, you guys need to see NXT. They are doing a great job keeping continuity of their feuds. Triple H promo with NXT and SmackDown. Champa keeps staring at Goldie. So, yeah, on that show, they really did make that make sense. But then, like, there have been other things where There's been other shows. it's fallen down. Uh, Sterling Van again. I can't stand Raw, which is why it, uh, which is why I watch it seated because he, he can't, can't stand, stand it. Yeah. Sterling Van again. Andrade did face someone new this week. I will give you this credit, WWE. Why you had AJ take a pinfall to Umberto when he's already been beaten by him three times is beyond me. Hashtag original boys. The original boys. Lovely time with the original boys. The Adnap two. That sucks if Black got injured in a dark match. It does suck if Black's got injured. Yeah. I don't know if it was in a dark match. Meltzer just said he's got a knee injury. Uh, Anwesh Mishra. Hope uh, Carrillo joins the OC. Hmm. Oh, no, that's a... No, I'm not that at, at all. Styles and Carrillo can have great chemistry like Jericho and Sammy. No, I don't think it's mm. not the right fit. No. Uh, Cactus Gaming. Raw was very rawful, in my oh. opinion. Vince really just buried their greatest superstars in NXT UK. This is just terrible writing in their home country. Well, yeah, you know, you have to get buried in your... And it's not even their home country. He's Austrian. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Brotherton, he said he has input, and it's the best story in years about Rusev and the cucking angle. I don't buy that at in all. In that interview. Sparks, mark my word, Mysterio will beat Lesnar, and Andrade will win the Royal Rumble. Ray versus Andrade for Universal title at Mania. WWE needs to do this. I mean, never say never. I admire your optimism. Yeah. Um, Cam Camama, Rowan's Cage is where Alistair does his promos. <laughs> of course. Uh, Kevin, remember the League of Nations versus the Wyatt family versus ECW original versus Reigns' family in this four-on-four-on-four-on-four elimination match. Anything is possible. Did the, was there? Yeah, yeah. No, what was the ECW original? Oh, I swear. You do, you do the next uh, stuff. Okay, uh, really, Wrestle Talk miscellaneous. Um, Josh Jostad. Josh Jostad said, I love Ollie Davis so much. I want him to be my brother. Thank you for keeping me sane at work with your consistently consistent content. You know what this is in relation to? The, the Cody thing, right? I've, I love Cody so much, and I've talked about it a lot, so... People people find it fun. I think it's in good spirits. Mm. So yeah, I've got it up here. It's uh, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and the Usos against Team ECW, which is the Dudley Boys, Rhino, and Tommy Dreamer versus the Wyatt family, including Braun Strowman, and the League of Nations: Rusev, Sheamus, Alberto Del Rio. Bloody hell! And who was the? 
fourth. Sorry, say again. It was Rusev, Alberto Del Rio, Sheamus, Sheamus, and Cesaro. Cesaro. Was it Cesaro? You keep going, and I'll find out. <laughs> what a great team they were. Um, Phoenix, Ollie, you are legit lovely to listen to. Cool, thank you very much. Don't know why everyone's being so nice. Because <laughs> you're a good guy, man. Uh, EA says, welcome back, Luke. I hope to meet you all one day. Well, we hope to eat you, EA. King Barrett. Oh, of course, Barrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Metal Bear says, welcome back, Luke. Hope you loved Japan. I went a few years ago, and it's beyond amazing. It is it's so awesome. Me and my wife talked a lot about moving there. Wow, really? Just absolutely loved it, and just being like, I, like a lot of times walking around, being like, I could, I could live here because mm. it's so peaceful and calm, particularly in Kyoto. So peaceful and nice, and everyone's so lovely, and it's clean, and the subway <laughs> system works, and it's really, really great. Um, Giant four twenty ginger said, "Welcome back, Luke. You were missed." Hashtag Stoner support. Hey, man, I've got the stoners on my side. <laughs> um, Nate Drop Surname said, uh, great to have the WT, the WrestleTalk B team back together. The B, of course, stands for adequate and consistent. I like that. That's great. I like it's A and C <laughs> yeah. around the letter B. Yeah. Um, Supreet Vivekanda says, welcome back, Luke. Great to see you and Ollie together again. You guys are the best. Love from Australia. Swaft under. Matthew Shield, and thank you very much for that. Matthew Shield says, is it possible to have SoCal Val in a video a week? I mean, yeah, with maybe. She's very busy, you see, and we try and get her in when we can. Mm-hmm. But she, if, if you want to watch um, Le Mans, but the, our, our review of the Ford versus Ferrari film, with she did it with Laurie last Friday on Screen Stalker. It's very good. Uh, Limps says, just watch the Raw review. Props to Ollie for squeezing his frustrations in about four minutes. It's tough. It well, was a lot longer. <laughs> I'd cut out 500 words. It's, they're harder to write. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably be always better than seeing three hours of Vince anti-fan booking. Welcome back, uh, Luke. Thank you very much. Thank Oops. you. Your casual fan. The boys are back in town. I'm really sad singing the X-Men theme. Boys are back in town. Sonar Goggles says, Laurie looks like Mark Andrews. Laurie's WWE. Well, they are ginger and they do have bits. Um, Joe Ray says hi guys couple of questions one what's a cheeky Nando's two gonna be across the pond in a month or so best pubs to go to also thanks for making me laugh well I mean it depends on where you said just going across the pond in general Mm. like I mean I could recommend you some great pubs in Portsmouth but they might be no good to you if you're going to Nottingham yeah you've got to think he means London Hey, go to drafts. Drafts, absolutely. Yeah. Go to drafts. Board game stuff. Um, and Cheeky Nando's is going to Nando's to have some food. Yeah. That is the extent of it. And a name of a Will Ospreay move. Yeah. That's and uh, not good. If you're curious to what Nando's is, <laughs> it's overpriced chicken. Um, it's, it's a pimped up KFC. King Rasta says, um, like using the GD swear now, I know it's real. Yeah, no, I, I should apologize for that as well because I keep getting told off whenever I do it. And I feel bad whenever what? I do it. God damn. Yeah, I know. I, I, I did it in this review, and I, I, so I apologize for, for using that one. Um, Kevin, remember WWE paid you to talk good about good on your reviews? I guess they didn't pay you enough to take all the WWE, take all of AEW's money. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they outbid on that one. That's why AEW <laughs> couldn't afford Kane Velasquez. <laughs> Uh, Sidesh Mirajanka says, could you guys also do NXT reviews in about four minutes? So this happened while Luke was away. Uh, no one watches the AEW and NXT in about four minutes reviews. And so we did the AEW one. 
And then people were like, why aren't you doing the NXT one? We're like, because we can't make that many videos in a day based on the space and people we have. So the best way to do it, the fairest way, so we're not like showing allegiance to NXT or AEW. Those checks are going to start bouncing, man. <laughs> it's to do just a super news in the morning, recapping everything, if there's any big stories and just other news. And then an AEW Wrestle Talk Live and an NXT Wrestle Talk Live. And everyone gets it on the same day. And hopefully the most people possible are happy. Mm. Uh, Erica Duran, mm. Luke Owens, real number one fan. Thank you very much for your email uh, this morning as well. It said, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Glad to have you back, Luke. Aww. Also, did you get my email about the gift to the whole team? I did, and I replied to it. Uh, and Cactus Gaming said, also, uh, was once, yesterday was also one year since I subbed. So wow. Russell, talk. thank you very, thank you very much. much. Uh, do you want to take these last minute messages? Yeah, just some last ones came in. Nate dropped surname. Lawler was just repeating Vince in his <laughs> ear with Imperium. <laughs> Who is this guy? Never seen him before. Nice, totally. Uh, and finickety, f- f- finicky, whatever. I think mm. that's Vince. Just that's saying. a Vince word, yeah. Uh, Walter Mercer. Which is worse, WCW backstage assault or WWE 2K20? Based on what I've seen, 2K20. At least, at least backstage assault more or less worked. <laughs> And Joe Ray, I'm going to Manchester. Manchester. So any recommendations? I don't know Manchester mm. that well, to be honest, in terms of pubs that I can recommend. No. I mean, I mean I'm a Liverpool guy, so <coughs> you know, I think Manchester's a hellhole. Uh, so I, I don't really know, unfortunately. Anything else you want to ask me about uh, about Japan? Oh, uh, yeah. So who else did you offend? <laughs> Did you start walking around the street doing karate moves, shouting, I know karate! I'm the best at karate! And someone said, no, you're not very good at karate. You're like, judo chop! <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not, that's separate. Karate's separate from judo. I'm so glad you tuned into my Instagram uh, feed that I was doing <laughs> while I was out there. Oh, you didn't stop those then? No, no, I did actually stop them. I was just, I'm kidding. We did go to, um, have you ever heard of Robot Restaurant? No. Okay, so you're planning to go to Japan, right? Yeah, but probably not next year now because it's the oh, Olympics no. and the Paralympics. Oh, of course. So, yeah. and, and Studio Ghibli Land has been bumped to about 2022. Okay, so you're Miyazaki gonna... is a, a control freak. So you're going to wait until you wait until the Ghibli stuff. Yeah, there, until right? it opens because yeah. it's such a big trip. Well, we've actually got um, some Suica cards that we brought back. That's their travel cards. Because mm. the other thing I wanted to show about Japan, their subway system is fan. Frigging tastic! Yeah, it's so good. It's there was one day where there was an alert. Google Maps is your friend, by the way. Get yourself a SIM um, when you go out there, or like the hotel that we stayed at gave you a phone, so we were able to use Google Maps while we were out. Um, and Google Maps is your friend because it tells <laughs> you what trains you need to get to get around. Um, but one of the alerts that we got was that there's severe delays uh, on the line that you're looking to take. Godzilla attack. It was two minutes behind schedule. What? And that was... Oh, my God. That was a severe delay. Severe delay <laughs> in London or the southeast is, yeah, just cancel everything this week. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not... There's you're not no going trains. anywhere, mate. You're not, going out, you're not going anywhere. There's some leaves on the track <laughs> and a train somehow derailed. Uh, we're going to look into it, yeah. but not until Thursday. Because the, the leaves might have yeah. just got rid of themselves. And that's really what we're hoping for, is mm. that the leaves sort themselves out. Um, so yeah, so that we we brought back the Suica cards to as a gift to you and Anna. Oh, thank to, you to use when you go out there because then you don't have to uh, put. The, Is there an expiry date? I don't. Honestly, I don't know. I actually I don't know. So we, <laughs> maybe we'll just we'll just maybe we'll just keep them until you need them and we'll yeah. just find out whether you can frame them. Yeah, 
Well, we you know we put them in our little travel box of, of little goodies. What did you say? So, so you were going to go and see some wrestling. We were at one point going to go to a New Japan show, but it was in Osaka, mm. and it's it wasn't as easy to get to as I'd initially hoped. And so in the end, we didn't go to it. We'd actually it was on the day we were going to Kyoto as well. Um, so it was just a bit. We'd already booked our Shinkansen um, train tickets to get to Kyoto. What what Japanese lingo did you pick up? Swear not, words. Uh, not, I want swear words. Not much. Like um, a school kid. Not much. Oh, that's the other story I wanted to tell you, actually, while we were in Tokyo. So we were we went back to our hotel. Um, You've got on, a minute. I've got... Oh, man. We went back to our <laughs> hotel, um, and we decided we're going to go out and get dinner. And I, so I was Googling places to go to, and I found this place that was really recommended to get soba noodles. So I was like, let's go to this place here. It's got, it looks awesome on the inside. It looks really, really great. Let's go here. So I used Google Maps, and I got us to this place. And it was... I could already tell that my wife was getting social anxiety about the whole thing because it felt like we did not belong in this area. It felt like a very local area. Mm. And so I, I then slid the door open and I stepped through. And it was this sort of like very traditionally laid out Japanese restaurant. And there was one other person in there. And it was this an old Japanese gentleman, an old Japanese businessman. And he sat there and he turned around and he looked at us, turned back and went, And then, through his laughter, called out <laughs> to the guy at the back to let him know, I, I'm going to assume, there's some white folk here. There's some gaijins <laughs> here. There's some gaijins here who Whoa. want some of your food. <laughs> and this guy, bless his heart, didn't speak a lick of English. Uh, how dare he? And, um, but he did have some English translations on his menu, so we were able to just sort of point and, and, and connect the dots and everything like that. And he then brought out to me these, these soba noodles to eat. Uh, you essentially just sort of have to make your own broth uh, with soy sauce and some, some miso and, and things like that. And he was explaining this all to me in Japanese, pointing to things and pointing to things. And then after a while, he just started laughing <laughs> because he probably realized this is pointless. Yeah. Because you don't understand what I'm saying. I don't understand what you're saying. This situation's very funny. All the while, you're just chopsticking around. <laughs> yeah. Fending everyone. <laughs> Um, I, I sh- I've probably got some other tales to, to, to we'll tell. Have to we'll have to do a part two. We'll have to do a part two. Indeed, it is because that I also is all... went to Amsterdam. Yeah, I know. I wanted to ask you about that. You funny stories. Because um, you went to dick museums and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, anyway, so that's all we've got time for on this episode. Ollie and I will be back for the AEW review on Thursday. Laurie and Pete were doing the NXT review also on Thursday. I believe they're back to being on Thursdays now. Um, and Laurie and Simon. Laurie and Simon. Where's Pete? Pete does the super news now. We're trying out a new thing. Okay, all right, okay. I've got a lot to catch up on then. That's all we've got time for. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.